0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a beautifully illustrated devotional for children by Pastor Rick that will help them discover how much God loves them and that he has a special plan and purpose for their life. You can find out more by going to pastorrick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information that's the word hope to 800-600-5004 right now here's pastor rick with part one of a message called when a setback fills you with fear
1: you know for about eight weeks now i've been teaching you a series on how god turns setbacks into comebacks everybody loves a comeback we we cheer comebacks we love it when a team comes from behind to win in the last seconds. During this series, I've pointed out a number of very important truths that I want you to remember about the the setbacks that happen in your life. First, there are no comebacks without setbacks. There are no comebacks without setbacks. Setbacks are a part of life. Everybody has setbacks, I do, you do. When you have setbacks in life, you're normal. They may be health setbacks, financial setbacks, relational, career, spiritual setbacks, emotional setbacks. Or many, many other types. This is normal because we live in a broken world. Nothing works perfectly. But there was a second important truth that I want you to remember. It's this. Every setback is a setup for a comeback. Every setback is a setup for a comeback. If you lived in a world where there were no losses, there could be no wins. But when you've had a setback, you are being set up for a comeback. Now, third truth that I've shared with you that I I want you to remember is this. A setback is not intended to punish me, but to prepare me for my next stage. A setback is not intended to punish me. That setback you're going through right now, it's not punishing you. It's to prepare you for your next stage. God uses delays and difficulties and even dead ends to get us ready for what he has in store for us. And he uses setbacks to build our character and to deepen our faith and to strengthen our resilience and to teach us stuff that we could never learn any other way. The setback is not intended to punish you, but to prepare you for your next stage of responsibility. But the fourth and the most important truth about setbacks that I've been trying to teach you, and I, I don't want you to forget this, is this. Setbacks are the stepping stones to my future. Setbacks are the stepping stones to my future. Setbacks are not the barriers in the path to your future. They are the path to your future. If, if you'll get this, it'll change the way you look at all your problems. And we looked at a dramatic example illustration of this uh, last time together when we focused on the life of Joseph in the book of Genesis. For 13 years, remember, Joseph had one bad setback after another, seven different setbacks. None of them were his fault. Every one of them caused by somebody else. They were painful, but at the end of his life, Joseph could look back and say, they meant it for bad, but God meant it all for good. The setbacks were not really setbacks. They were actually the stepping stones in God's plan. They were the pathway that got joseph where he needed to go and the stepping stones in your life are actually the stumbling blocks and the the setbacks that you have same is true for you there is a purpose behind the setbacks for your life and god will use literally everything in your life even the bad stuff that other people mean for bad in your life he'll use it for good if you will trust him completely so why do we have such a hard time with setbacks Why are we spending so much time on it in this series? Well, the reason why we have a hard time is because we panic. When things don't happen as fast as we wanted or don't happen as simply as we wanted, we worry and we get anxious and we doubt and we think God doesn't know what he's doing and we don't trust God and, and, and in a word, we become afraid. Now, listen, fear is your greatest enemy in life fear, worry, anxiety, uh, this nervousness. Uh, And uh, if you're gonna learn how to turn setbacks into comebacks and let God use them in that way, you're gonna have to learn to deal with fear. So today, I want us to look at what do you do when a setback fills you with fear? And, And if you're filled with faith, then you're gonna benefit from your setbacks. But if you're filled with fear, you're gonna be broken by the setbacks that happen in your life. Now think about this. Everybody has secret fears. Uh, You may have the fear that nobody's ever going to love you. You may have the fear that your life doesn't matter. Nobody's going to notice you. Maybe you may have the fear of dying alone. You may have the fear of never finding true love. Uh, You may have the fear that people would reject you if they really knew what you were like. You know, as I thought about where to take you in the Bible this week to show you how to deal with the fears that arise when your plans get messed up, when you have setbacks in your life, uh, the choice was obvious to me. We gotta look at the Christmas story. I realize it's not Christmas, but the story of Jesus' birth is the practical illustration of what I wanna teach you today because Jesus' birth messed up everybody's plans. And it actually caused a lot of fear for those involved at the personal level. You know, it is significant that when you read the Christmas story, that the phrase, don't be afraid, is repeated four times. Not once, but four times in the Christmas story, the angels have to say, don't be afraid. They say it to Mary, uh, they say it to Joseph, they say it to the shepherds, they say it to Zachariah. And today, you know, we know the good news of, of Jesus' birth, but to those who heard it for the very first time, it scared them to death. And the Bible tells us that the news not only frightened those who heard it first, but it scared the entire city of Jerusalem. That's what the Bible tells us. In fact, every one of the main characters in the Christmas story had to deal with their own set of fears because of their own plans had a setback. Now, you know, as I reread that story this week, what was interesting to me is that 2,000 years later, you know what, we're all still dealing with the exact same fears that they had 2,000 years ago. Now I I don't know what fears you may be personally dealing with right now because of some setbacks in your life. I don't know what's causing you to panic, what's causing you to worry, to to keep you awake at night, to have anxiety, or even panic attacks, but I do know this. God doesn't want you to be fearful. And so what I wanna do uh, in this message is show you five common fears that people faced at the very first Christmas, and I want, you to show, I want you to see God's antidote to those fears that you feel when you have setbacks in your life. I think you're gonna identify with these, okay? All right, so what were the fears that people had to face at the very first Christmas? Let's get right into this. Number one, let's talk about Mary. First, Mary faced the fear of inadequacy. Mary faced the fear of inadequacy, and that happens when you have a setback in your life. Now think about this. Mary is a young peasant girl. She's probably maybe, I don't know, 15, 16 years of age. She's engaged to be married. This is a happy time for her. She's happily planning her wedding day. This is a fun time. She's got all the plans of a soon-to-be bride uh, in her head and she's got it all planned out. She's got her whole life planned out. And then one day, an angel interrupts her plans. It's a setback. And he shows up. That would be enough to scare anybody. If an angel showed up in my bedroom, uh, it would scare me. But the angel's message is even more shocking. And the angel says, "Uh, Mary, by the way, you're pregnant. And Mary's going, "Uh, how can this be? I've never had sex with anybody. And then the angel drops the second half of this bomb. He says, oh, by the way, not only are you pregnant, but you're carrying the Son of God. God is coming to Earth, and he's coming as a baby, and you're going to be the mother of the Son of God. Now that is a setback to Mary's sweet and simple plans to just get married and settle down. (laughs) Are you kidding me? She's going, what's this all about? Her mind must have been filled with panic she would have been overwhelmed with fears. What does all this mean? How am I supposed to react to this? Why was I chosen, why me, why now? How am I gonna explain this to everybody? Wouldn't you feel a little inadequate? Wouldn't you be a little fearful? Of course you would. In Luke chapter one, verse 29 to 34, it says this, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. So the angel said, do not be Afraid. This is the first of the four fear knots. Do not be afraid, Mary, for God has decided to bless and to use you. And you're gonna have a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be the Son of God, and his kingdom will never end. And then Mary asked, But how can this be? Well, you'd ask the same thing, so would I. Now Mary would have to deal with the skepticism of a family and friends, and you know, she's gonna be an unwed mother. Uh, she's gotta make a long trip on a donkey the day before she delivers, gotta move to go to Bethlehem. She's gonna have to deliver her first child by herself in a barn with no doctor, no mother, or no midwife. That's scary. And then she's gotta raise the son of God, really? The fear of inadequacy is one that we can all relate to. Am I good enough? Uh, Am I up for the task? Can I handle this? Mary has a legitimate fear. Now there's a second fear in the the story. Now that's Joseph's fear. Joseph struggled with a different fear. Joseph faced the fear of disapproval. Now imagine his his position. Your fiance comes to you and says, honey, uh, I'm I'm pregnant. Now you know that you've never had relations with her. And she claims, "Uh, God made me pregnant. It's his child. How are you gonna explain that to everybody in town? (laughs) Imagine the ridicule, the shame, the gossip, the criticism heaped on him. You know, Joseph, they say, he's crazy to believe that story, she's taking him for a ride. And the Bible tells us that Joseph's first reaction was to break off the engagement privately. Matthew chapter one, verse 18 to 20, he says, now this is how Jesus Christ was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But while she was still a virgin, She became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiance, being a good and righteous man, decided to break off the engagement quietly so it wouldn't disgrace Mary publicly. I mean, he's still protecting his fiance. But after he'd considered doing this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, so he's getting scared, appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because the child in her is from God's Holy Spirit. And just like with Mary, God has to tell Joseph, fear not. This is the second of four fear nots. He said, don't be afraid. Now let me ask you, whose disapproval are you afraid of? Let me ask it another way. Whose approval are you living for? You know, the Bible tells us that the fear of man or the fear of disapproval is a trap. It will limit you and you will miss God's will, you'll miss God's plan for your life. If you're more worried about what other people think, then you're not gonna hear what God has for you. Joseph could have missed the greatest blessing in his life. Now next, the third fear we find with the shepherds. Now the shepherds faced the fear of unexpected change. And we all have this one when uh, we have setbacks in our life. Unexpected change, they had a setback too. And what was it, their plans got changed. Now let me give you the picture. Uh, This is at nighttime, and the shepherds are out enjoying a quiet night in the field, okay? They're out laying on the grass, tending their flock of sheep, and they're bedded down for the night. The the sheep are bedded down. It's quiet. They're looking up at the stars, probably telling a few jokes, eating, you know, maybe made some popcorn, some s'mores or something, but suddenly the sky lights up, and like an explosion of brightness in the sky, and they're going, "Uh uh-oh, UFOs, you know, what is this? And a huge choir of extraterrestrial beings starts singing loudly. Would that scare you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, certainly that's a scary sight. What is going on? And I'm sure the angels are going, who spiked the iced tea? What was, who put something in those brownies tonight? And, And their plans for a quiet evening are interrupted and the fact is they will never be the same Again, Luke chapter two, verses eight to 10. It says, that night the shepherds were in the field outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory flashed around them. This is like this flash of brightness and they were terribly frightened. Everybody's scared at Christmas. So the angels had to say to them, here's the third time, do not be afraid. Let me ask you: Do you like being caught off guard? No. Do you like unexpected changes in your life? No. It shoots adrenaline straight into your system, and and you get that natural fight or flight reaction when all of a sudden somebody throws you a curveball and out of left field everything's changed and you go, "What? Where'd that come from?" And you've got a setback in your life. Now listen, sometimes a setback is just God showing up in your life. You don't realize it, but it's God showing up in your life. And that can be very unsettling. It can be scary because the status quo is upset. And all of a sudden you're out there just looking up on a starry night and ready to go to sleep and God shows up. God doesn't wanna scare you. This is the third time the angels have to say, don't be afraid.
0: You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know that Pastor Rick has a free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back in just a moment, but first... Pastor Rick says it's vitally important for children to understand that even before the universe was created, God had them in mind and that he has a special plan and purpose for their life. That's why he created the Purpose Driven Life devotional book for children. This resource uses the principles found in Pastor Rick's best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life, but delivers them as devotions that speak directly to the daily challenges kids face. Here's Rick to tell you more.
1: You know, ever since the publication of The Purpose Driven Life, people have been asking me how they can teach their young children about the purpose of life and they say and i agree that it's never too early to start teaching your children that they're loved by god and he has a purpose for their life it's never too soon to tell a child god made you unique so you could fulfill your special life mission on earth and god planned you just for that now here's the super good news we have taken the principles that are taught in the purpose-driven life and we've written them into short devotionals aimed specifically at children ages four to eight years old. Today, more than ever, kids at this age need to hear the message that they're not an accident. They need to hear, even before the universe was created, God had you in mind, and he planned you for his purposes. You were made to last forever. Now, this book is called The Purpose-Driven Life, 100 Illustrated Devotions for Children. And it includes engaging illustrations and devotionals that speak directly to the daily challenges that all of our kids are facing. And as a way of saying thanks to you for your financial gift to Daily Hope, I want to send you a copy of The Purpose-Driven Life, 100 Illustrated Devotions for Children. This will be a great thing to give kids or to grandkids. And at the same time, your support continues to help us tell people all around the world about God's love and God's purpose for them. We'll send you the
0: Purpose Driven Life 100 Illustrated Devotions for Children today as our way of saying thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. Be sure to get a copy for all the children God has placed in your life. Kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, and kids in your neighborhood. They will all be blessed by this amazing resource. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.